Hey everybody, welcome back to Authentic Beauty. This is Danielle and today I'm going to be talking about getting out of your own way. Um, today I really wanted to talk about this because um, I just see that there is a lot of, there are a lot of people who really don't understand that like the way that God works is so much different than the way that we naturally operate. The Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And just as the heavens are far above the earth, so are his ways higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. And when we think about that, things that are, that would be logical to us, um, they don't, they don't work in the kingdom of God and it's not the way that it operates. The kingdom of God is something that we have to learn. It's something that we have to study because we study and show ourselves approved. And as we, as our minds are renewed, because we have to be, we can't be conformed to this world, but we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we do that by studying our word, by getting closer to God, by praying and by really heeding to the word of God and building that relationship with him. Because if we don't do that, we'll just naturally default into the systems and the patterns of this world. And when we do that, then we begin to think like the world and act like the world. The world's way of doing things is the default. If you do nothing, then you are going to be of this world because we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity, right? And it's not until we are born again, it's not until we give our lives to Christ and submit to him that we begin to see real transformation and change in our lives. And so I'm saying that we need to get out of our own way because in the world what they teach you is that the only way to get ahead is for you to go after things and sometimes pull people down or sometimes um you know it they say things like um you know nobody's going to do anything for you if you don't do it nobody's going to do it so you have to do things for yourself and it really teaches this level of selfishness and in the kingdom of God, selfishness is immaturity because you can't be you can't be selfish in the kingdom of God because at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about what God wants. It's about Jesus. It's about advancing God's mission and his will in the earth. And in order to do that, we have to understand that we are members of the body of Christ. And members meaning like we are different parts of the body of Christ, right? Christ, we are one body. And so even the scripture talks about, you know, one of us can be a hand and the other is a foot and the other is a nose. And while we shouldn't wish, the hand shouldn't wish that they were a nose because if the whole body were a nose, then how would you see? How would you walk? How would you move, right? As Paul writes about that in the scriptures, and we can't say that we don't need each other because all of the different gifts, all of the different skills and 
um, abilities that we have, which are all unique in their own ways. Once we all work together for the body of Christ, we begin to see change. We be, we begin to see us really advancing and moving forward and tearing down the kingdom of darkness and the church and God and God gets the glory. It's being lifted up. It's being exalted, right? And so some ways that we get in our own way is by thinking that we are in control of our lives or that we really have the keys to our lives. And if we think about it, we've never been on earth before, right? We've never been here before. We've never lived before. However old you are right now is how many years that you've been alive, that you've been on this earth, that you've been moving and doing some things you've never seen today before. You've never seen tomorrow before. And so we have an advantage because we have access to God who knows all, who's seen the end at the beginning. He knows exactly what your today is going to look like, what your tomorrow is going to look like, and what three days, three years, five years, 50 years is going to look like, right? And so we need to really lean on him because he knows everything. And when we try to do things on our own, when we try to do things without the body, when we try to do things without God, we really can't move forward and really affect change for the world at large because our lives were never supposed to be about us. And once we like really get that, then we can actually begin to pray. And even like some of our prayers are so selfish because we don't intercede for other people. We don't intercede for our nation and for our pastors and for our leaders and for our family and for our friends and for the lost and for the sick and for the hurting and for the broken. All we pray about sometimes are just things that would help us. I saw this quote um, a couple years ago that I'm reminded of now, and it said, if all of your prayers for the last year were to be answered right now, Would the world look different or would your life look different? And that kind of hit me because it's like, well, what exactly are you praying for? Do you spend all of your time praying for yourself that if God were to answer all every single one of your prayers for the past 365 days, would only your life look different? Would you have the big house? Would you have the car? Would you have the husband? Would you have the kids? Would you have the money? but nothing else around you looks any different? Or would we see um, salvation break out in the land? Would we see more and more believers coming to the body of Christ? Would we see your leaders being lifted up and encouraged and moved and shaken? Would we see, you know, joy and happiness and love and peace throughout the world? Would we see God's kingdom coming on earth? Would we see that? Or would we not? And I say, honestly, answer that question and begin to weigh that. Because if the prayers are solely about you, then you haven't fully grasped that it's not about you. And here's the thing, too, that I think some people think about. It's like, okay, well, if I don't pray for me, if I don't pray because I'm struggling right now and I need to pray, right? And so if I don't pray, then you know, then things won't happen, then I won't be encouraged, and I won't be lifted up, 
And it's like, God is so faithful. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you. When you pray for other people, when you pray for God's will to be done, he is so faithful that he will meet your needs according to his riches and glory. You don't have to worry about your your needs not being met when you are praying for the will of God. You don't have to worry about things that happening in your life when you are praying for other people to be saved, when you are putting yourself to the side and you are lifting other people up. God sees that. God rewards that. And God is faithful to, to bless you and meet your needs as a result because he needs intercessors. He's looking for intercessors. Throughout the Bible, he was looking for people who were self selfless enough to pray and put other people forward so that God's kingdom would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when he sees that, he rewards that. He blesses that because he needs those people in he needs those people in the world. He needs those people in churches. He needs those people in businesses and politics. And so in order to keep them in their place on the throne, warring for God's will to be done. He has to bless them. He has to keep them so that they continue that they can continue to do what God needs them to do. And we have to think about that because if you think that your needs will not be met if you don't pray for them yourself, then also you may not be speaking enough about your needs to other people. And I know that We've all been guilty of saying, okay, I'm going to pray for you. If somebody asks for prayer, saying I'm going to pray for you, and that being the prayer because you didn't, you forgot or you didn't actually do it. And I say, if you, if somebody comes to you with a prayer request, just go ahead and pray right then and there because you, you most likely will forget. And then you're not honoring that person by um, for praying and interceding for them on their behalf. And intercessory prayer in itself is so important because... If you think about it, okay, when you intercede, you're standing in the gap for another person or for another thing. You are making a request for that other person. You're speaking to that person, speaking for that person. You're advocating for them. You're defending them. And Jesus does that for us each and every day, and he's been doing that for us. And I'm so thankful because... You know, if you liken that to like a lawyer, when you're sitting there, you may have, you know, Jesus has cleansed all our sins. So he advocated for us. And they say that the enemy is an accuser of the brethren. So I think of a courtroom, how God is the judge and the enemy is trying to accuse you of all the sins that you've done. But Jesus is your great defender. He's your lawyer. He's making claims for you. He's professing things. He's your witness and God is faithful to dismiss everything that you've done and because of Jesus you don't have to do anything you're just sitting there in that in that little seat but Jesus is making the case for Jesus has made the case for you and Jesus won that case and all your sins have been forgiven and wiped away. And I just think about how powerful that is. Do you know how powerful it is to have somebody to speak to somebody on your behalf and speak good of you? If you think about it, we actually do this in just in the natural, in everyday life. If you ever use somebody as a reference, 
they have spoken good of you on your behalf. And because somebody who is reputable has spoken something about you on your behalf, it makes the person, the ultimate decision maker, it's validated in their minds. Like, okay, if this person who was their previous boss is saying that they're a hard worker and they're always on time, they're punctual, they're a great leader, they get along well with others, they're more inclined to believe that person. They're more inclined to move on your behalf because somebody who is reputable is speaking up for you. And think about if you had... 10 references and everybody's saying the same thing, how much more that would move the person. And so God is kind of like that in a sense, because when the, when the intercessors come to God with a request, when they come to God on behalf of somebody, when they come to God asking for healing, asking for forgiveness, asking for his will to be done, he has to answer because all of these people are coming to him, asking him of something. And so the the words of two or three witnesses are made established. When, and even the Bible says where two or three are gathered, he'll answer the prayer and God is and Jesus is with us in the midst. And so we don't even need that many people to agree. And so we have to be mindful of even sharing our requests with people when we're struggling. We have to ask for intercession. We have to ask for prayer. We can't be too proud because honestly, if we're all interceding, then you will never have to say another prayer for yourself because somebody should be covering you at all times. That's the power of intercession is making sure that everybody is covered at every time. The Bible says that we need to pray for all saints, all saints. And so if everybody is heeding to the word of God, if all believers, if all Christians are heeding to that and praying and covering for all saints, then we should never have to worry about nobody's praying for us. And if Jesus is our intercessor and he continues to pray for us, then we should never have to worry about not having, not feeling covered because Jesus constantly covers us and he knows us inside and out. He knows us. And so we can commit to more time in intercession and in prayer and getting out of our own way and reminding ourselves that it's not about us and that there's a bigger picture that we play an important role in the big picture of the kingdom of God. And once we understand that, like, I got to do my part, but let me pray that you're going to do your part. Because as if we understand and really hold on to the fact that we are the body, when one part of the body is sick, the other parts of the body have to overcompensate for that sick part of the body, that sick member. And usually... You know, the body can rally together and it might be down a little bit for a few days. But continued overuse of the members that are not supposed to be pulling that weight. For example, um, there are certain, mostly everybody has a slight issue with their posture. You know, if you um, have like a hunched or rounded shoulders, parts of your body that are supposed to be strong or that are supposed to be keeping those shoulders back are weak. 
And so as a result, the weight of your shoulders comes too forward on the front of your body. And over time, it's going to cause strain and pressure and muscle tightness because one part of the body is not doing its job in keeping things aligned and keeping things moving properly and keeping the muscles where they're supposed to be and blood flowing throughout the body, how it's supposed to flow through. And then you get back pain and then you get shoulder pain and then you get neck pain all because there's a part of the body that is not as strong as it's supposed to be. So other parts of the body that are near it have to overcompensate and not only do their job, but do your job too. And so as believers, in order for you to focus on what you need to focus on to make the kingdom of God great and God's name to be glorified, you need to be praying that the person next to you is doing what they're supposed to be doing because when we do too much and we have to be all the all all these places at all the same time and we're doing all of these things and I'm doing this thing that I know that I'm not skilled at but I have to do it in order to keep God's name going and keep his name great and keep the church going and keep the ministry going I'm gonna get burned out over time and those people sometimes they they can walk away from the church or they can fall away or they can backslide because they don't feel appreciated and all these other things but it's because they're thinking too much of themselves you got to pray for other people you got to pray that people will stand on their posts that people who there are people who are equipped at this present moment in time everybody has every skill every resource every ability, every strength that they need, that we need as a body of Christ to glorify God's name and advance his kingdom. But people are distracted. People are lost. People are here and people are there. People are not in the will of God. People are in the will of God, but they're, you know, not fully submitted. And so as a result, we're not all where we need to be. And so in order for us to move closer into that and you affect your side of the earth and I'm going to affect my side of the earth. But in order for us to do that, we have to all be moving and working together. We are the body. We are one body. And together we have to advance the kingdom of God. And so I say, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way because you can't be selfish when it comes to godly things. We all need each other and we are designed to be interdependent, not codependent on each other and not so independent that you're isolated doing your own thing. You can't. You can't have a finger off to the side. If there was a a finger on the side of the road, it, it can do nothing but lay there. It only when it's connected to the hand, which is connected to the arm, which is connected to the shoulder, which is connected to the body, does it is it able to function to its fullest capacity. So I encourage you today to get out of your own way. Don't be selfish, but be selfless. Grow in God. Don't think that if you're not doing it, it won't get done. God's got you. As you mind his business, he will mind yours. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. I'm going to end this message with that scripture. 
I hope that you take this, that you think about this, that you ponder it and consider it. And just really understand that as we really focus on God's business, as we take our minds off of ourselves and really focus on the kingdom of God and advancing it, ask that God would build a love in you for the kingdom of God and for kingdom things and for kingdom business. Ask him to give you a desire to see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. And understand that your needs will be met, that he will give you the desires of your heart as it relates to God's will and things of that nature. But God desires to see you grow. He desires to see you prosperous. He wants to see you joyful and moving and shaking. But as we are in his will, that's when all those things come because he understands exactly what our beings need, exactly what we need to feel that way. And it's just because we were created by God, it's the human spirit. It's our nature, our spirit's nature to be satisfied, completely satisfied, wanting nothing when we are fully in the will of God. Because the more that you are out of it, the more that you don't have that peace and the more that you are looking for looking for something, not understanding that what you're looking for is God. So I hope this message blessed you and... I hope that it encouraged you. You know, I really do. I really hope that this changed something in you and that you really start to become selfless, get out of your own way, and not focus so much on your own personal needs, but the kingdom as a whole. All right? So I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.